Allergy season is just around the corner, and Brio, the innovative air purifier, can help. Brio quickly removes common allergens, including pollen and pet dander, and deep cleans without filter clogging, so it's more effective than HEPA. Brio's long-life filters save you money, too. Breathe easy this spring with Brio, the advanced air purifier that's ideal for every room in your home. And get 15% off Brio using code IHEART at BrioAirPurifier.com. That's code IHEART at B-R-I-O AirPurifier.com. This podcast may discuss topics graphic in nature and possibly triggering to survivors. We value the safety and well-being of all of our listeners. So please practice personal discretion. Now, enjoy the show. Hey, I'm Paige. And I'm Natalie. We're the hosts of the Murder Diaries podcast. We bonded over tacos and true crime after we matched on Bumble BFF. You know, like any normal millennial using an app to meet new friends. Every Thursday, we upload a new episode. In each episode of the Murder Diaries, we tell true crime one story at a time. One week, it's my turn. And the next week, it's mine. You still think it's in my head. I'm walking with the dead. Before we get started on this week's episode, we have a really exciting announcement. As all of our amazing listeners know, Natalie and I work really hard at making sure we give you guys quality, awesome weekly content, and we love doing it. A lot of you have been so kind to ask how you can support the podcast, and we now have an official way that you can support the pod, and it's called Buy Us a Coffee. So if you head to buymeacoffee.com slash mdiariespod, or go to the link in our Instagram bio, then you can support the pod by buying us a coffee. You can buy us as many coffees as you like. But the website allows you with one touch to go ahead and support us by buying us one, three, or five coffees at $5 a coffee. Your support means everything, and we look forward to continuing to bring you amazing content. This week, we're bringing you a super recent case. It's a case from April 2021, so just a few months ago, and it's out of Puerto Rico. So this is a case that has absolutely just rocked the island. It has consumed Puerto Rico over the last few months. Um, we want to give a special shout out to a, a beautiful Puerto Rican listener, Isabel. Thank you so much, Isabel. We really appreciate you reaching out and getting us aware of this case. I also want to thank Isabel for including some amazing resources so that we could have everything on deck, ready to go and look into it. Um, we love to see it. One of the main resources that Isabel sent us was a YouTube video by a Puerto Rican YouTuber, Camille Collazo. She was absolutely instrumental in us even being able to put this episode together. She had so much great information and insight on Puerto Rican culture, um, as well as the case. So. Thank you to her. And here we go. A lot of the names we're going to be using in this case are of Spanish language origin, because again, this case is out of Puerto Rico. So having studied Spanish for many years of my life, I want to do right by the name and use the proper pronunciation 
the best I can with not being a native speaker. There wasn't really a way that we could win on this. We were either going to sound super pretentious, trying really hard to pronounce Spanish names, or we were going to sound like we didn't try hard enough. So give us some grace during this episode as you hear us say these names. With that, this is the case of Keishla Marlene Rodriguez Ortiz. Is your daily grind getting you down? A Thermospas hot tub may be the solution. Just a few minutes under those powerful, soothing jets, and all your stress seems to melt away, like you're lying on a cloud of bubbles. You'll not only feel better, but sleep better, too. Call 877-861-4672 now, and for a limited time, save $1,250. Call 877-861-4672, or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment. Imagine a vacation waiting outside your door when you get home. Discover a new way to escape the stress of everyday life. Picture soothing jets massaging your back, relieving all your aches and pains. Sleep soundly without medications or supplements. Call 1-877-861-4672 to get $1,250 in instant savings, including free delivery. Call 877-861-4672 now or visit thermospas.com to schedule a free on-site assessment. Keishla Marlene Rodrigo Ortiz was born November 6, 1993, in Rio Piedras, Puerto Rico. She was really close with her parents and her siblings. She had a sister and a brother. She was just so family-oriented, and her family was actually essentially the bulk of her social life, which she would not have had it any other way. This is who she wanted to spend all of her time with, and She was a really kind-hearted person on top of being family-oriented, and she helped out in taking care of her grandfather in her spare time. And um, the YouTube video, Camille, shows us that there's this old video of her on a really hot day, kind of splashing her grandpa a little bit, like cooling him down while they enjoy some family time outside. And um, it's just a kind of like a sweet moment. So you can just see she spent a lot of time with her family and really, really loved them. With being so close to her family, her mom and some of the resource articles that I used for this episode also expressed that they were in constant communication. So throughout the day, she would speak with her mom, but most importantly, they spoke in the mornings before work a lot. That that was like their time to talk. So they would check in with each other, kind of normal mother-daughter items there and um, kind of start their day off together in a way, which is really sweet. It sounds as if she has a lot of healthy relationships with the people in her family. Yeah, Keishla is definitely one of the lucky ones that had really strong and healthy relationships with her family. In fact, the bonds were so strong that Keishla really stepped up when her sister, Beralise, got pregnant at a really young age. From pictures, it seems like maybe she was around a teenager when she had Keishla's nephew. Obviously, being close to her family, Keishla became really close with her nephew and was actually the godmother as well. Keishla was also a big animal lover. And this led her to rescuing animals throughout her life and taking care of stray dogs when she saw them. So if she saw a stray dog, maybe she'd give them some water, some Mm -hmm. food, leave it out for them. And she also had two cats and two dogs of her own, Bobby and Mia. 
Her love of animals also influenced her career. She was actually working as a groomer at a pet salon in San Juan, Puerto Rico on Avenida Campo Rico. Uh, There's two actually on that street, uh, according to Google Earth, and I'm not sure which one it is, but I suppose that that doesn't really matter unless you're a freak leak like me. And when you're researching cases, you look that kind of stuff up. So if you're like me, I'm sorry, I don't know which one. As I mentioned, she had two dogs and two cats of her own. Uh, The dogs looked to be maybe like Lhasa Apsos or Shih Tzu's. I'm not 100% sure. But again, their names are Bobby and Mia, and she loved them very, very much. Another thing she loved, which we can connect on the animal lover Mm -hmm. that Keshla was, but she also was a coffee lover, which I am too. And I just feel like this is something that so many of us can relate to. It's like the ultimate millennial trait to like love coffee and maybe even start roasting your own and get really into it. So she definitely drank coffee every day and really was known to like be a coffee lover. She really sounds like someone that would be in our friend group. You know, a dog mom, coffee lover, um, close to her family, someone that takes her job very seriously. She sounds like a pretty great girl or young woman, I should say. 100% my thoughts, exactly. She would totally be our friend Mm -hmm. and I wish she could be. Kishla was known to be really responsible and she took her career really seriously, which another trait that, you know, we can relate to. With that in mind, that's why it was so bizarre to her boss and her colleagues that she didn't show at work on Thursday, April 29th, 2021. This was just not in her nature at all, as we've already been mentioning. Uh, She never really missed much of work and especially not without letting anybody know, you know, hey, I'm going to be late because of this, that, or the other. But again, that just didn't seem like something that happened too often. And they were really aware of her professional traits and who she was as a person because she'd been working there for five years. She started as an intern and she then received the position because she had made such a great professional impression to them during that internship. So this is a long-standing professional relationship that these people have with her. And they knew something was wrong right away and they sprung into action pretty quickly. Her boss decided, you know what? Um, I'm going to call her. And of course, she didn't answer. So then the boss is like, you know what? I'm going to call her sister. So he calls Beralise. And as I mentioned, Keshla and Beralise uh, were very close. So Beralise knew right away too that this wasn't right and something was wrong. So the phone chain goes on. Beralise calls their mom, Kayla, uh, who was living in Orlando, Florida at the time. As I mentioned, Keshla and her mom, Kayla, spoke like every morning. And Thursday was actually no different. They did speak. They spoke somewhere around the 7 a.m. hour, pretty early on in the morning. But that's, as I mentioned, how they started their morning. So nothing was really off. But what's kind of chilling here is that the last words Kayla said to her daughter were, Chica, be careful. That gave me goosebumps. Do we know what time she started work or was supposed to start work so we can have an idea of the time frame? So the resources are a little spotty, but it does seem that around 8 or 9 a.m. typical starting time is when Keshla would have been starting work. And they called her sister around 9 a.m. Okay, so there's really a small window of time. There was a small window of time 
everything was happening quickly in terms of the chain of communication. Those last words from Kayla to Keishla are so chilling because this is where our story really starts. And that is that two days before, Keishla had found out that she was for sure pregnant. And she was going to show these test results to the baby's father, who was Felix Verdejo Sanchez. And this is a longtime boyfriend turned on-again, off-again intimate partner. He was really well-known in Puerto Rico um, and in the Olympic community. He's a former Olympic boxer out of the 2012 Olympics. And as I mentioned, he's from Puerto Rico as well. And he and Keishla had known each other for a very, very long time, since middle school age-ish. The reason Kayla wanted her to be so careful is that it didn't go over well when discussion of her possibly being pregnant was brought up to Felix. Didn't really go well. She had gotten a bit threatened and was told to terminate the pregnancy. And he cited his career and current marriage to a woman named Elise. At any rate, According to Kayla, Keishla told her that she and Felix were going to be meeting up that morning before work so she could once and for all prove to him that she was pregnant and and restart this conversation of what was going on. Let's talk a little bit about who Felix Verdejo really is. He's a professional boxer, as I mentioned, and he gained fame at the 2012 Olympics. He was just 19 years old at that time. That same year, he signed with a leading representation company for boxers uh, that signed like many, many famous boxers that are known today. Um, He was named Prospect of the Year in an article by ESPN in 2014. So like big things were happening for him. throughout the 2010s. Keishla and Felix met when they were younger, like I mentioned, and they started a boyfriend-girlfriend type relationship as teenagers when they were about 16. And that relationship kind of ebbed and flowed as adults. So they became intimate partners, but they didn't necessarily have the same commitment or titles that they did before, despite maintaining a sexual intimate relationship. They did fight here and there and again, we're really off and on. But at one point, Felix even gave her a ring of some sort. Some have called it an engagement ring. Uh, There's a beautiful Snapchat of her sitting there kind of smiling and she has the ring on her finger. Um, But of course, that did not stick. And he ended up getting married to a woman again named Elise and he had a baby girl named Miranda with her. Incidentally enough, Elise and Keshla were friends growing up. Like there's even a picture of the two of them together having a sleepover as like little girls. 
in the YouTube video I've been referencing off and on, um, Camille mentions that, um, of course, she was born in Puerto Rico and that sometimes using this terminology of marriage can be more cultural, especially once you have a baby together, perhaps outside of a legal um, marriage being documented. But in this case, it is my understanding that Felix and Elise were definitely legally married by this point. But again, um, it's a way to um, honor and respect your family uh, within society by calling each other, you know, husband and wife. Uh, but it is my understanding that eventually there was some kind of legal marriage that also happened for Elise and Felix. So that's a little bit about Felix and where he was at in life at this time. Let's go back to April 29th, 2021. Berelise has called her mother Kayla and said, Keshla did not show to work. Well, Kayla wastes no time and gets on the next plane to Puerto Rico. Uh, she wanted to figure out as soon as possible what was going on with her daughter. And let me tell you, resources mentioned that she didn't even pack a thing with her. She just got on the plane with what she was wearing and just... That was it. She was she was out on her way to Puerto Rico. To me, that really shows that her mother's intuition was going off. She knew something was wrong and she wasn't going to waste a minute more. And I respect that. She was on her way. And let me tell you, it's noted that around 9 a.m. is when Keshla's phone started just going straight to voicemail. Around 3.30 p.m., Kayla arrived in Puerto Rico. Her first stop, Kishla's apartment. Now, nothing looked too disheveled or like there had been any kind of struggle or anything inside of the apartment. Two things stuck out to her mom, though. Apparently, the coffee lover hadn't had time to make a pot of coffee that morning, and it appeared that maybe the animals hadn't been fed. Neighbors also indicated to Kayla that Keshla had not gone on her morning walk with the dogs, which was absolutely part of her routine. So essentially, other than speaking with her mom that morning, her entire morning routine was off. As a fellow dog mom, I can really say that my dogs are my children. So just from what we've learned about Keshla, it's obvious she cared a great deal about her dogs and their well-being. So it is very unusual for her to just skip out on their morning routine because like babies, dogs need those routines. That's exactly why this stuck out so much to Kayla with the idea of what Keshla had mentioned in the morning about meeting up with Felix, with the idea that Felix had already told her to terminate this pregnancy and the notion that coffee was not consumed and the dogs had not been taken care of, that maybe she had gone in a rush to terminate the pregnancy. So Kayla went out to an abortion clinic that was local that she felt like Keshla might have attended for such a procedure uh, to see if Keshla was there. Um, and unfortunately, she did not find Keshla. It should be noted as well that the clinic was actually closed that day anyway. So it wasn't possible that Keshla was ever there. Keshla also had told her mom that she wanted to keep the baby and her mom knew this. So she had been a little bit fearful that maybe she had been forced or persuaded that morning to do so. But with the idea that it was closed, 
we know, okay, she wasn't there. So where was she though? This is when she knew it was time to report her daughter missing. So Kayla headed over to law enforcement and made a missing persons report. And day turned into night when a pink alert was finally broadcast for Keishla. It should be mentioned that this was a brand new alert system uh, for Puerto Rico and their missing women. Since 2019, unfortunately, Puerto Rico has been experiencing a rise in gender-based murders. In October of 2020, former governor Wanda Vasquez signed a law into place and it created what's called a pink alert or Alerta Rosa. Uh, This pink alert authorizes certain use of resources for law enforcement to aid in finding abducted or disappeared women. So it's very important alert in Puerto Rico. A bittersweet notion is that Keshla's Alerta Rosa was the first time that it had been employed since it was signed into law. With Keshla and Felix's history in mind, uh, Felix was asked to come in for questioning. Like, okay, you guys have a romantic history. Please come in for questioning. Um, And he did. He went in on Friday the next day. Uh, When he arrived that morning, he unfortunately didn't answer much of anything helpful. And he had two lawyers by his side. Which is his right. But it's unfortunate when you're looking for someone and you want answers. It's absolutely his right to have those two lawyers. It just seems as though in that situation, it didn't really get law enforcement very far in figuring anything out at that time. Um, And it should also be noted that, of course, when he was brought in for questioning, he was just merely a person of interest at the time. So they had to let him go as soon as he was done. Law enforcement also brought in Felix's wife, Elise, and she spoke to them about how she knew Keishla and Felix had known each other for a long time, that she knew the nature of their relationship. She knew their past. And she also confirmed that she, in fact, knew that Keishla was pregnant. Elise opened up even further and mentioned that she had actually just broken up with him because she had caught him texting Keishla. She was cleared of any involvement and law enforcement pressed on. Meanwhile, the news circuit picks up the story. Uh, The family's also hitting a press circuit and doing interviews, um, just anything to help find their daughter, right? Uh, Kayla mentioned in one particular press segment that they were doing that Keishla was involved romantically with Felix. This is when the story really gets big and starts fascinating those uh, following it because they knew with Felix being a celebrity, they knew that he was already married to another woman and had a baby with this other woman. So it was more about it being scandalous and where there's scandal, people are interested. Yes, and that said scandal clouded the judgment of people. And unfortunately, Keishla's story became somewhat trivialized and and one of her kind of being the other woman in this relationship when in reality, she had a longer history with Felix than his own wife Elise did at that time. She had known him for 11 years or more. And it's believed based off an Instagram post that he and Elise really only knew each other for seven years. So both are long-term relationships. It's just trivializing Keishla's 
past with Felix when you're just merely calling her the other woman when in fact she was a girlfriend at one point and on again, off again, and just much more complicated than that. There was also just a lot of misinformation about Keshla and Felix's relationship throughout the years as well. Um, so it was just a really kind of sad moment for the family too, to just kind of see Keshla's name a little bit dragged in the mud there. Finally, Keshla's dark gray 2016 Kia Forte vehicle was found abandoned. It was found in the La Central neighborhood of Canovanas. Uh, this is about maybe 30-ish minutes from San Juan, not far at all. When law enforcement found the vehicle, the doors were unlocked and there didn't seem to be too many clues about her whereabouts in the vehicle, unfortunately. It is reported though that her wallet and ID, her iPad, and some more personal items were in the vehicle when they found it, though. Interestingly enough, though, her phone was also missing. It was not with the rest of the personal items in the vehicle. That same day, the FBI obtained the call information and phone location information from Felix's phone and Keshla's phone. And of course, there were several calls between the two. And the locations of both Felix and Keshla were close together on April 29th. Um, and they were pinging in San Juan and nearby Carolina. After the cell phone tower data had linked Keshla and Felix's phones uh, pretty much together, it then linked them together at the Teodoro Moscoso Bridge, which is a bridge in San Juan. This bridge does have surveillance cameras and at 9.29 a.m. it shows a darker SUV similar to what they know Felix drives um, parking in the emergency lane and it shows like visibly fast movement of at least one individual on the side of the vehicle. Um, so police head out to the scene and this is where they actually find a bullet casing. On the afternoon of Saturday, May 1st, an anonymous tip comes in. So this is all happening pretty quickly. She went missing Thursday. We're on Saturday here. An anonymous tip comes in and there was a body that was found in the San Jose Lagoon in Carolina, which again is right next to San Juan and not far from where their phones had been pinging during that day. It took about five hours, but they recovered the body from the lagoon. At first glance, it was still pretty clear that this was the body of Keshla. Her parents went forward to positively identify her to officials, and eventually dental records did confirm that this was indeed Keshla. With all the findings that we were just talking about in mind, law enforcement went ahead and got a warrant to seize Felix's black Dodge Durango SUV, and they uh, sent it over to forensics for testing. Felix was charged. He was charged with kidnapping and carjacking, resulting in death, and with intentionally killing an unborn child. He turned himself in on May 2nd, 2021. And in Puerto Rico, it should be noted that each one of the charges I listed above carries a life sentence and the possibility of death. Felix was denied the possibility to bond out and 
even more damning evidence came in because there was an unnamed informant, an affidavit filed by an FBI agent on behalf of this information from the informant explained everything that happened to Kishla that day. So here's what is believed happened to Kishla on Thursday, April 29th. Two days prior, Felix apparently called this informant and asked him to assist him in forcibly terminating Keishla's pregnancy. So essentially, he wanted to get rid of this situation. That was on April 27th. Then Felix and Keishla make plans to meet up on April 29th, much like Keishla had told her mom they were going to do that very morning when she talked to her. They decide on a meeting point and Felix arrives in his Dodge Durango and Keishla in her Kia Forte. Once at the meeting spot, Keishla goes ahead and gets into Felix's car where they start a conversation. Then Felix punched Keishla in the face. Then he injected her with heroin and fentanyl. According to the informant, once Keishla had been knocked out, her arms and legs were tied together with wire and a heavy block was fastened to her body. The informant then mentions that Felix drove his Durango and the informant, Keshla's Kia, and they drove them to the Teodoro Moscoso Bridge. They pull over into the emergency lane where the body was then thrown out the window and shot at with a pistol as it fell to the water below. So just absolutely cold, bone-chilling, horrific, horrific turn of events. Truly evil, if you think about it. So dark. And you know what? The autopsy doesn't make anything brighter either. The autopsy report indicated that Keishla had fractured her jaw and her nose had also been injured. That is the verbiage that is used in the resources. We don't know if that means it was broken or what was distinguished about the nose, I could not get a copy of the actual autopsy report as hard as I tried. The autopsy report confirms that she had heroin and fentanyl in her system, implying that that is what was injected into her in the vehicle that day, as the informant had mentioned. The cause of death on the autopsy report is what is the worst part of this case. The cause of death listed for Keishla is asphyxia by immersion. This means that she was still alive when her body was thrown into the water and that ultimately she had drowned since she was unconscious and she had the blocks tied to her. Resources list a couple of different dates, but the date I'm working with for the sake of this episode is Thursday, May 6th. The family including Keishla's two dogs and community members gathered to say goodbye to Keishla at the Eret Funeral Home in San Juan. Keishla was then officially laid to rest, being buried in the Los Angeles Memorial Park Cemetery in Guanabo, Puerto Rico. On May 11th, Felix pleaded not guilty to all of his charges. Uh, the FBI informant and essentially self-implied accomplice is also facing the exact same charges with Felix carrying one other gun-related charge 
as well. Uh, the informant has also pleaded not guilty. Uh, prosecutors have yet to decide whether to pursue the death penalty. The next court date is supposedly set for September 27th. So we'll be staying up on this case. Kishla's family declared in an interview with Telemundo 31 that they do not want the death penalty for Felix. Um, Kayla is on record saying that she prefers he be given life in prison so that he suffers every second as my daughter suffered. Kishla's sister is also noted as having said that she feels that giving Felix the death penalty would be giving him an easy way out. And I don't blame them. This is one of those instances where I hope the judge uh, really listens to what the victim's family wants because they're the ones that have to live with the loss. That's where we will leave this episode for this week. Until our next episode, you know where to find us at the Murder Diaries pod on Instagram at the Murder Diaries podcast.com and at the Murder Diaries pod at gmail.com. And if you haven't already, go ahead and rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. It helps us keep the good content flowing. Your five stars mean everything. And until then, stay safe. Bye. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.